You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, where we talk about special topics within the Auburn family spectrum here on the E2C Network. And always here on this series, we like to talk about anything and everything that is Auburn, whether it's about the university, the town, or the Auburn family at large. If it's orange and blue, we talk about it here. And today is an extra special episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Black History Month, and more specifically, Auburn Black History Month. We're going to be profiling some very famous names that you might be aware of. Some maybe you're not. I think, I'm think i pretty sure you're aware of most of these. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about some names, some accomplishments that they have uh, contributed to the history of the Auburn family over time. But to do that, I brought in a friend and a co-host for this episode, Mr. Michael Floyd. Michael, welcome back. It's an honor to be here on the greatest podcast in the land, and that is the E2C Network. Oh, you're brown nosing now. What's going on? What do you want? You want something? I look. I, I really do. I really love this work, uh, network. Um, but you know, I was doing some research, and it's called the Ever to Conquer Network, and I love that. Short for <laughs> ETC. You know, they say you learn something new every day. Yeah, and I learned that out, and I really love that name. Well, so we were the Ever to Conquer podcast back in the day. Um, and then I learned that technically that phrase is probably trademarked by Auburn. So we we went with the shortened version. But yes, that is what it stands for, ever to conquer. Just for safety reasons, we don't want to get any trouble with the university. Um, so we switched to E2C Network. So I'm glad you finally figured that out, though. Yes, sir. And I am so excited. Well, I'm excited to have you back on here. You know, speaking of, I'm surprised I can pull you away from being in line to get into a basketball game. Because last time I talked to you, it was like four hours of tip off and I call you and you're like already in the arena. So I'm surprised you're not in line again. <laughs> oh, um, um, first off, I mean, I, I'm really happy truly excited for our men's basketball team. It's been a down year, but man, this team is still great and fun to watch. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but uh, I think the goal, Coach Pearl's goal is to grow. And this yeah. team is absolutely growing game by game. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying watching them too. And I, it's a shame this year because of the, the uh, seating arrangement this year. I don't get right. to watch, I don't get to watch you because you're just as entertaining there in the stands in the student section. So I appreciate I it. I appreciate you taking a little time uh, from being a rabid Auburn fan to talk about uh, this with us today. And let me give a quick little plug, obviously, for you, uh, but for this as well. So Michael is part of what we call the E2C Network Booster Club, um, and he has um, been a very loyal member of that. And at certain levels, you are allowed to you know, make uh, suggestions and be a part of other podcasts. And he came to me and said, hey. Have you ever done a podcast about Auburn Black History Month and done something related? No, we haven't. It's a great idea. What can we do with it? And so we got to talking and thought it would be great to profile some of the more famous names 
within uh, that spectrum right there and just talk about it for a little bit. And so that's what we did. And Michael has decided on three particular names that we'd like to talk about uh, tonight. So, Michael, um, I, I guess instead of maybe introducing them all at once, I think it's important for us to have this conversation during February because it's more than just the coldest month of the year, and it is a miserably cold month. Uh, but this is a month where we can take some time to honor um, our Black Americans that have come through and have, you know, broken some barriers down and have right. created opportunities that didn't used to be there. And we're going to talk about one specifically that I think is probably I won't call I don't want to play favorites, but probably one of the most important ones. And I think that's probably the one we should start with, don't you think? Yes, yes. I um, I would love to start off with this one. Uh, before we go into that, I just want to provide a little bit of extra background Please do. to, to um, our listeners, to the Auburn family, and to honestly, to anyone who listens to this, uh, this great network. Um, Black History Month is celebrated in February every year, every year, um, 28 days of, uh, of knowledge where um, each year I learn something new every Black History Month, some things that I do not know that I find out. Um, but it's very important that we note that Black history is American history. And, you know, the way Auburn, I think Auburn uh, being placed in in the state of Alabama, Alabama being one of the most key states in the modern civil rights movement from being down the road from Montgomery to Birmingham to Tuskegee, um, you know, to Selma. Cannot forget about Selma. But I think it's very important that we learn, that we reflect and we connect with our history. And, you know, um, because I've always learned that the more the more you know about a certain subject, the better you respond to it. And I think we're at a day and an age where it's time that we know just sit back and just reflect on the past and remember these great people who have set uh, who have opened many doors for people like I. You know, I am a sophomore at Auburn. And if it wasn't for these people, you know, I wouldn't be a student at one of the greatest universities in the country. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and in a month like this, you, we obviously look to the big names like Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Rosa Parks, and so many others. And, and right. they are obviously huge figures uh, of this month um, and just and really important to think about. But obviously, we want to put the focus here on the Auburn names that are important for our history as the Auburn family. And it's a storied one. And especially within this topic, it's a very important one for us to address as well. So thank you for providing that little bit of insight there. And the one I'm most excited to hear your take on is this first one. Yes, our first one, James Owen. Well, he was the first African-American scholarship football player. Um, he took the field in 1970. Um, and honestly, if you really look at it, 1970 wasn't that long ago. You know, when we think of these people, we think of these people who did something in the 1800s or the 1700s. You know, you have people who've done stuff in like 1970, like Kyle. I mean, I wasn't born yet, but <laughs> I mean, my mother was born in 1970. Ooh, I don't want to get my mother's age I was about out. to say, you better be careful now. <laughs> she was born in the late 1970s. And, you know, she was just a little child. And, you know, and to realize that I'm 20 right now and she's, you know, her age now. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, but this is not this is not far history. This is just right. it's kind of still modern, mm -hmm. you know. Um, 
he he was from the Birmingham area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he met um, his his sweetheart. You know, there's a high school sweetheart, but for Mr. James, he met his college sweetheart, Miss Gloria, who was a student at Auburn at the time. And to know that to know that story, I just invite people to um, go to AuburnTigers.com. They have a story about him and and what he accomplished here at Auburn, and you know how he opened doors of being the first African American scholarship football player here at Auburn. It's just a true story, and you know he became a preacher. I think that's dynamic. You know. Um, I mean, it's kind of ironic, you know, you go from, you know, punishing people on the football field to saving <laughs> their lives in the pulpit. I mean, how how awesome does that, I mean, does it get any better than that? No, it, I mean, it, it, it's, get, it's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, if you go back and, you know, I've done my research, so I haven't really, I would have loved to meet uh, Mr. Owens, but I didn't get to meet him. So all the information I'm giving to you all is just secondhand knowledge that some people won't pick up and read. So uh, we're just giving it to you on this podcast. But he enrolled in Auburn in 1969. That was a year after Dr. King was um assassinated and there's a quote by mr james on he said with what martin luther king jr sacrificed he helped many people stand and be courageous and mr owens went on and said if he gave his all why couldn't we and man that's just something that resonates with me you know um you you said you know when, when people think of uh, black influential leaders, black influential Americans. The first name people usually think of is Dr. King. Dr. King inspired many African American um, leaders from present day to the past. And to know that he inspired um, Mr. James Owens is just phenomenal. Um, back in 2012, then director of athletics, uh, Jay Jacobs, he present, he created this Courage Award, which I believe is given to a football player. Um, I'm pretty sure you have to do – I'm not sure of the exact qualifications or how do you receive this award, but it's, it's awarded to a former or current football player. Uh, but it's called the James Owens Courage Award. It bears the name of um, Mr. James Owens. And to wrap this up on Mr. Owens, I mean, he's just – he opened so many doors for many greats to play the football. And if you think about it, without Mr. Uh, Owens, there wouldn't be a Bo Jackson. There wouldn't be a Cam Newton. And, you know, there wouldn't be these uh, a Cadillac or Ronnie Brown. Um, you know, you wouldn't have these people. So um, we are very thankful for Mr. James Owens and what he accomplished here at Auburn University. One of the things that I'm most proud of to have James Owens in our history as the Auburn family is not just specifically the the barriers that he broke down, uh, not simply that he was just a great Auburn football player, but the fact uh, that he now bears this courage award with his name on it. And it's one of the things that, and I can remember, you know, I've been in groups of friends and we would start guessing who's going to get the, the James Owens courage award this year. And I got a, I don't know if you've seen this, but you know, he had a nephew that played here at Auburn after his time, much late later, Ladarius Owens. And he, uh, I believe either got nominated or won it um, during his time here at Auburn. And I, you know, when that happened, 
it's just kind of one of those things that brings it full circle for you because it became, you know, more than just about the award, more than just about James Owen. It kind of came back to the whole family aspect of things and to have the very award that bears your name now being honored with, uh, at least in mention, if not winning it outright with your nephew, it's got to felt had to have felt very special for him at the time. Uh, so it's right. something that I'm glad that we really have uh, to honor people. And I think the important thing to remember about that award is that award is not based on color at all. It is simply that if you bear the courage that James Owen showed in 1969 when he arrived, and then 1970 when he took the field as the first black scholarship football player, right? then you get to bear that award. And what an amazing figure to have uh, named as that. Because it, it, you got to think, this is a much different era that he's coming out into the field. And there are still a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, ignorant people uh, that were, I'm sure saying things and, and mentioning him in ways that should never have been mentioned. And the fact that he got out in their field and didn't focus on the, you know, black or white, but he focused on blue and orange. That t- takes a lot of courage on his part. You're right. And I think it's very imp- important and vital, excuse me, that we must continue to have the James Owens uh, courage. I think it's very important that we have that. The goal of this podcast is to provide insight to these influential leaders who help pave the way for not only people of color or minorities, but for all people, you know, and I think it's important that we remember these people. And I think the Auburn family is, is very indebted to Mr. Owens. Absolutely. Definitely one of the most important figures in Auburn football history and in Auburn Tigers history in general. So we are never going to do justice to James's story or any of our other uh, mentions here, but we just want to give a quick overview of what makes uh, him such a special member of the Auburn family. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's move on to pick number two. And, you know, I'm sitting here kind of thinking off, the, you know, the tip of my tongue here. If, if James Owens was the courage uh, is the word we use for him. Perseverance seems like the one to go with this one. So why don't you introduce number two? I am so excited. Um, she has a SEC story 
uh, about her. She is just, I mean, she's, her story, her story will bring tears to a man's eyes. It's awesome. But our next person we're going to spotlight is Rufy Bolton, Mighty Rufy, mm-hmm. Mighty Rufy. Um, she played uh, basketball, women's basketball here under coach, former uh, women's basketball coach Joe Champion. Just a little bit uh, of background for Miss Rufy, who I think deserves a statue on campus. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> um, she is from Greene County, Mississippi. And here's the thing. I love this. This is, I don't think people make them this, this in big multitudes anymore. She is the 16th out of 20 children. Woo. Good. 16 out of 20. If my mother had 20 children, I don't think I would be here today. Michael, if we I had, guess. if we had 20 other of you with the world, couldn't take it. I'm just, <laughs> and I say that with all the love in the world. One of you is enough, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, we, oh goodness, if it was just 20 of people who came from the same humble beginnings as I did, man, this world would be a better place, I believe. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she is the 16th of 20 children. Um, she led Auburn to uh, four NCAA tournament appearances. Mm-hmm. And I believe she also led Auburn to a Final Four. Um, she played, uh, she was a part of the uh, WNBA League in 1997. She was a um, member of the 1996 World Olympic team um, and she won a gold medal. And she was also a part of the 2000 gold medal Olympic team. Um, if you know the story, I'm not, I don't have that particular story in front of me at the moment, but I think she was a uh, domestic violence survivor. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we note that, you know, um, when some people get in that situation, they kind of stay in that situation. And then, you know, she was able to get out of that situation to show you the courage she had, the strength she displayed. Um, phenomenal woman. She has a great Auburn story. She is an Auburn woman. I mean, if you saw her on the court, she was just amazing. Uh, uh, obviously, I was not alive during her time here at Auburn. But but I have seen some of the highlight reels with she's where she's been in them. And my goodness, she was awesome. She was awesome. Um, the SEC did an SEC story about her. And it, it goes in detail about the domestic the domestic violence um, that she um, was a part of. And then also it goes into her Auburn career, you know, what led her to Auburn, you know, what led her during, through her WNBA career. Um, and I think Auburn women's basketball is better because of Ruthie Bolton and what they did and what she did and how she uh, just displayed the strength that, you know, what you know that black women are is are capable of doing what anybody can do in this country and in this state and what she did she is a role model for any little girl to look up to because i'm pretty sure if any little girl knows the story of mighty rufi as i'm going to call her they will be empowered to know that if she can do it 
soaking up. And I think it's very important that we realize the the sacrifices, uh, her her ups and her downs that she endured, because you know this is this is her story, you know, and her story is the Auburn story. And I think, uh, like I said, to start off, I think she deserves a statue because she, she is the Charles Barkley of women's basketball. If To put it in perspective, I hope that puts it in perspective. But um, we are also grateful for uh, Miss Ruthie Bolton and her time here at Auburn. You know, if Charles started the trend of putting statues for basketball players outside Auburn Arena, it won't. I will not be shocked if one Ruthie Bolton is added right alongside him very, very soon. Uh, the only thing I hope is, is that we find some way for her to like. If we would make the statue where she's like dunking on him, that would be like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough thing to do to, to dunk on that man uh, out there. But uh, yes, I think she is very deserving, not only of a statue, uh, but of Auburn fans time in investigating her story, as you've already so well put it here. And, and I think you mentioned it. There's an SEC storied a documentary out there uh, that you should go check out about what she's been through your uh, domestic violence and uh, how she's overcome that. And that's why I brought up the, the word perseverance uh, because, you know, we all have things that we have to persevere through every day. Uh, it's an, it's another thing when you, you have to deal with something like that. Uh, and thankfully, right. you know, thankfully, I, you know, only speaking for myself here, I've never had to deal with anything like that. As far as I know, in my family, I can only imagine how trying that could have been for her and to still be so successful uh, right. you know, in her life. Uh, you know, she's a WNBA all-star, like you said, NCAA final four tournament team here at Auburn. Uh, and and a Olympic medalist. How about that? Right. I mean, you know, we think of Olympic medalists for Auburn. We think of Charles Barkley. Uh, I I bet you a lot of Auburn fans were unaware that Ruthie Bolton. The you know the we we often look up in the arena and see the names up there hanging, and we we've seen Ruth. I remember as a child looking up there and seeing Charles Barkley, and I'd see Ruthie Bolton. I was like, wow, she was probably pretty good. But I wasn't aware until you know later on in life how significant she actually was. So I think this is another great pick for you on Ruthie Bolton. Right. And, you know, um, in my reading, I found out that, you know, she wasn't really highly recruited out of high school, but, you know, she did secure a scholarship here to Auburn University. Um, and that goes to show you that, you know, it. she might have, she probably wasn't, if I can, I'm trying to use find a good word to put here if I could find one, but, you know, it's just, she wasn't really, I guess, feared in a good way towards most people but she didn't give up she, she kept going she pushed herself and i'm going to be honest with you some uh, domestic uh, uh, abuse domestic violence survivors sometimes some of those survivors they kind of give up because they're you know they're broken they're torn down but mighty ruthie she kept going she kept going she kept going and you know she's a a gold medalist uh um uh, WNBA All-Star, as you mentioned, uh, she has uh, her jerseys retired here in the Raptors here at Auburn Arena. And I think she needs to be applauded. I think more people need to know her story. I think she goes around telling her story. Um, and I think, like I said earlier, we are and we are also in debt to Miss Ruthie Bolton that she helped, that she serves as a role model to many uh, black girls. And not only black girls and ladies, but ladies and girls of all, you know, because it's just a great story. Uh, the, the Ruthie Bolton story is a great story. 
And I'll take it a step further, and it's even outside of just the ladies. Uh, much love always to the ladies, but you know this is a story that every Auburn fan can connect with because right. her, as you, I think you said it, her story is the Auburn story. The Auburn right. uh, story is one of always being overlooked, of being the the little person, the little guy, or the little girl out there that's you know was not picked, and somehow, some way, you fought through that, and you end up on on top of things. And it doesn't mean that it was easy. Uh, most of the times it meant it was a little bit more difficult, but when it's all said and done, you look back and all the trials, all the tribulations were worth it because of what you had to go through and how it formed you into the person that you were supposed to be. So I would say that Ruthie's story is a perfect epitome of what is the Auburn story and what we know to be that in our hearts and souls there. So that's another great pick. Let's move on to number three. And I think, uh, I, as I told you, this three that you picked here were great. One for the past, one for the, you know, moving a little bit further into the present. And now into the present day, what is number three for you? Into the present day, I think all of us will be able to identify with this one. I love him. He is outstanding. I told him if he ever ran for president of the United States of America, I would be his campaign manager. And I, and I, if he listens to this, I will still be your campaign manager. Ladies and gentlemen, our third pick for today is director of athletics, Alan Green. I mean, uh, Kyle, I'm pretty sure you have seen the – the fight, the the perseverance, the courage of athletic director Alan Green of being the first African-American athletic director here at Auburn University. Um, When you say people have broken barriers, um, Ruthie Bolton broke barriers, James Owens broke barriers, Alan Green broke a barrier. Um, You know, he was named the athletic director of Auburn in 2018 and you know, being an athletic director at a powerhouse in the SEC is not an easy task. It is not an easy task, but he has championed his work. He has championed our student athletes, and he has championed the Auburn family. He gets it. He belongs mm-hmm. in it now. He's a part of it, you know. Um, and also recently, um, he was just named – the champion of diversity and inclusion by the NCAA. So the NCAA named him the champion of diversity and inclusion. And it goes to show you that athletic director green, he goes out of his way. He goes above and beyond. I know he, uh, he came to, I'm, I'm part of a uh, organization here on Auburn's campus. And we had a, um, uh, we call it cocoa, coffee, and cram. That's a night where we get together and we just kind of have like a little study break before Christmas finals. And he was, he honored us with his presence and he came and he spoke to us. And, you know, he was giving his story of back how he grew up in Seattle and, and, you know, the, the looks that he would receive sometimes because of the color of his skin um, if if I can reflect back to Dr. Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech, you know, he said, I have a dream where one day where people be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And, you know, we, we, we may be in the present age, but I believe that still kind of happens. Uh, but, you know, he get, he get athletic director Green gave us his story of growing up, and how he would get side eyed sometimes. You know, he would go places and just get the side eyed. And then, you know, he he talked about growing up, you know, his 
the obstacles he had to overcome. You know, um, we know him as our athletic director, but there's there was also a story of his humble beginnings, his humble bringing up. You know, we know the Allen Green at Auburn. But there was an Alan Green before all, you know, young Alan Green, you know, teenage Alan Green, young adult Alan Green. And, you know, he had to go through all those steps and he faced adversity. And I'll never forget a part of that message that he gave us. He said, just because somebody is a leg up doesn't mean you can't catch up. So it, it goes to show you that, you know, he has been through his time of adversity, but he has overcome it. He has earned, uh, metaphorically, he, he has earned his seat at the table. And what he has brought to Auburn, the, the as we champion diversity, as we champion inclusion during these tough and unprecedented times in our country, it is important that we learn from the past and we reflect on it. And at the end of the day, not only do we need to learn and reflect on it, we need to connect with it. Because as I stated to open up this podcast, Black history is American history. And I think Athletic Director Green realizes that. And I am just uh, glad to have him leading our athletics department. I am glad he was to pick. And I'm glad that he broke down another barrier at Auburn University for becoming the first Black athletic director here at Auburn. The one thing uh, that I'll always stick out to me about um, Alan Green uh, was when he come in and, and uh, Jay Jacobs, who he replaced, was a much beloved figure here at Auburn. And it's it's tough to come in and replace the guy that was, you know, looked at quite fondly. I'm, I'm sure not everybody was was as fond of Jay Jacobs, but by and large, he was well liked and considered to be an Auburn man. That's a tough act to follow when you come in here. And, you know, part of me wondered if the new person that came in would want to kind of come in and clean house right away and start making these big sweeping changes. The thing that I'll always remember is that Alan Green not just said it, but came in and just sat back and learned what it meant to be part of the Auburn family. And he didn't make a lot of changes at the start. He's made some now, which were probably necessary. Um, and um, probably will make some more in the future as he feels like right. it's appropriate. But that's what I'll always remember is that he did not come in here and say, no, this is going to be my way. He said, this is, I'm going to learn to do this our way, the Auburn family way. And he t- just took the time to learn what it meant to be an Auburn man and seemed to embrace that. The other thing that I love about him so much is that he's a baseball guy because, you know, you think you come into a university like Auburn, you've got to be a you know big football guy, a big basketball right. guy now. He's a baseball guy, and that's what he loves. And, that, and so the fact that I know that he's going to be spending so much time about the baseball program, and it kind of goes to the three that you've picked here. You've picked a, a football one, a, a basketball one, and a baseball, the big three as we like to talk about them. Uh, so I think they're all great picks. And we've uh, enjoyed having Alan Green thus far as our athletic director. And we'll uh, hopefully have him for many more years to come at this point. Um, But what would you want to say in kind of rounding out the discussion tonight about any of these three, uh, anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I mean, and all, all three of them, they bring something unique to the Auburn family. And I think um, if, if I can wrap this up, well, before I wrap this up, one quick little fact uh, Alan Green was the only black athletic director in the SEC until May, and Vanderbilt hired uh, an African, a black woman to lead their athletics department. So uh, that was a key part of A.D. Green being the only African-American A.D. in the SEC. But 
to wrap all this up and to connect all three of those great Auburn men and women, the Auburn family is big. The Auburn family is wide and the Auburn family is always open. And these people broke barriers, barriers that people like myself, people like, my goodness, people like Tank Bixby, you know, people like Sharif Cooper, people like Unique Thompson, and people like Ryan Bliss. They open barriers to where we can come in and that we can be accepted, we can be loved, and we can find comfort in this in this thing that we call the Auburn family that is, like I said, I've probably said it 12 times today, accepting. And I think Auburn is is a great place in this country. And I'm not saying that because I'm a fan or a student here, but if you look around all the other schools, you know, you have, you know, you have Alabama over there on that part of the state. And then you have Troy, then you have South Alabama, then you have UAB. All those are great universities, but what Auburn has is special and it's real special. And I believe that, you know, Auburn did something that was tough. And accepting these people, those three that I said, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm pretty sure when when A.D. Green took that position, you know, there were some people who lacked faith in him. But he proved them wrong. And he continues to prove them wrong. Um, he just got done. He just wrapped up his biggest hire since he's been here at Auburn. And that was the football hire. Uh, he's made a volleyball hire. I'm pretty sure he's made another sports hire, if I'm not mistaken. But we are thankful for Alan Green. We are thankful for Ruthie Bolton. And we are thankful for James Owens and what they contributed to the Auburn family. I look forward to getting into other influential Black leaders on this campus, present, former, whenever they came. I look forward to uh, discussing all of that and to and Kyle, I really do appreciate you having me on so we can have this conversation. I think we I, there's a I don't know if it's a proverb or it's just something my grandmother always told me. She said we know not because we ask not. So I think it's important. We are in a day, we're in an age where we have to start asking asking more questions if we don't know something. And I am here to answer those questions to the best of my ability. I'm not a historian. I'm not even a history major. But I love talking to people, connecting with people. And I see, and to wrap all this up, I'm going to close with the words of the Auburn Unity shirt that Coach Malzahn and Coach Pearl uh, advocated for at the beginning of the football season last year. It says, Auburn family, together we will unite as one. It's important that we unite together. We learn about our history, learn about our influential black leaders on this campus or the black students that paved the way for so many. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kyle, for having me on. I really love the ETC Network. It is my home. It is my home. I love it. Best podcast in the country. No doubt about it. Best podcast in the country. And to the Auburn family, I look forward to going into more uh, black figures in our sports programs um, on this network war eagle well again thank you so much michael for uh being willing to uh initiate the conversation here to want to bring this to the table on our podcast network and you picked three great names in auburn history that we obviously honor this month in black history month 
uh, for the barriers they broke down. But we don't honor them simply because of the color of their skin. We honor them because of their character and what they mean for the Auburn family. Appreciate everybody listening to this episode, and we hope to hear from you again here on the E2C Network. Till then, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?